This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff. Joining me as usual are Scott and Alex. Say hello, guys. Hey. Hello. And we have a special guest, returning guest, that is, Brian. Say hello, Brian. Hello, and my middle name is Hans. All right. (laughs) This week, we're going to be talking about mall rats. And uh, Scott, since this is your topic, go ahead and tell us what scene we're talking about and lead us on. All right. Mall rats, one of our favorites. Uh, We talked about... Big Trouble in Little China last week being one of our favorites, but we might have watched Mallrats more before we were of legal drinking age. Yeah. But uh, more to the point, uh, specifically the character of William, played by Ethan Supply, 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 uh, Supply. Isn't it Willem? Is it Willem? I, I think it's, it's Willem. Willem Black. I think yeah. that's his full name. He's he's at the mall, and the characters run across him several times, and he's parked in front of. Uh, these magic eye posters, which at the time would have actually been a novel thing. Uh, that's how far back we go if anybody's trying to gauge our movie uh, knowledge. Um, so for, for the entire movie, he's trying to see it, and different people come by, and they look at the magic eye, and everybody's able to do it. And it's actually kind of a, an acquired skill. I don't know how, how well you guys are able to pull it off. But different characters come by, and it's getting towards the end of the movie. People keep telling him, oh, yeah, it's a sailboat, it's a sailboat. Little kid comes up and goes, oh, look, it's a schooner. And this grown man, who's got to weigh at least 300 pounds, <laughs> looks over at the seven-year-old, shakes his head with this kind of evil grin on his face and says, you <laughs> dumb bastard. It's a sailboat, not a schooner. <laughs> and oh, I, I, I lost it the first time I saw that scene. And then the, the kid yells back at him, schooner is a sailboat. To which he, Willem responds, "You know what? There is no Easter Bunny. Uh, so yeah, just, just a guy in a suit. Yeah, uh, just uh, classic. Spoiler, wait, spoiler alert for any kids listening. <laughs> yes, out right. there. Yes, Easter Bunny right. is just a guy in a suit. Yeah, you fucking kids. Spoiler alert. You dumb bastards. <laughs> I love uh, that so, Willem there when they see him the first time is like, man, today's my day. I got my lunch here. I got something yeah. to drink." <laughs> I'm not going today without seeing that sailboat. Yeah, I'd, I'd never seen that uh, the child abuse humor, <laughs> and uh, to to this day, it, it still kind of rings true um, all the way through to like a Billy Madison where he's pegging kids in the face with the dodgeball as hard as he can, <laughs> which which was actually real for anybody that is into the trivia. He was actually nailing those kids, and they had to keep cutting away from the kids because they would cry in real life. But anyways. Yeah, back back to Mallrats. Uh, yeah, just love that scene, uh, and, and there are a lot of other great scenes um, in the movie. So, and then and Williams just one of the side characters. He only gets you that a little bit of screen time, but it's it's definitely worth it. And like I said, they um, from last week, the the joke gets set up throughout the entire movie, and it has the big payoff there when the little kid comes up. Um, well, what's even better is that even more towards the end, he's so angry about not being able to see. Oh yeah, Stan Lee comes by. He's like, "Oh, yeah. a sailboat!" And it's just <laughs> ah, and he kicks it over. Right. And it actually becomes a, a plot device at the end. Yeah. 
so that uh, Silent Bob can use his Jedi powers. Jedi mind shit. Yeah, even Stan Lee saw it. <laughs> so, when when this movie came out, was it 94, 95? Hanging out at the mall was an actual thing. This this movie was out before cell phones and whatnot, uh, so people would actually congregate in a mall. So it, it kind of changes the dynamic. I don't I know that kids watching it uh, nowadays would quite get why why all these people would you know decide oh let's all go to the mall and hang out there. Uh, well, don't kids still go to the mall? Not as they, old as they are in the show. I think though. they do, but there's there's a whole other like social media thing I think where they're I don't know. It just feels like. You couldn't make mall rats today. Is is my point? I don't know. I, when I was in when I was in Chicago last winter, that was a thing to do. People say you got to go to this mall. That's what you do because it's, it's so snowy out there. I mean, I don't know. We were in, it wasn't actually in Chicago. It was in Schaumburg or Delaware. Uh, Chicago. Yeah, Hi. <laughs> I'm in Delaware. Rat yeah. <laughs> so um, I you know I have, I have lots of other moments that uh, that that I really enjoyed from that movie. What about you guys? Yeah, I love that movie. That's like probably my favorite Kevin Smith movie because it's just so stupid and ridiculous. We have the Tell Him Steve Dave. <laughs> yeah. Just the <laughs> Brody talking to Stan Lee and asking if the thing's <laughs> dork was made out of orange rock like the rest of them. And... Which your friend has to be. Your friend has an unhealthy <laughs> obsession with, with superhero genitalia. Oh, and they're arguing that Superman could never be with Lois Lane. <laughs> he blow a load through her back. <laughs> Jeff, wasn't that one of the first DVDs you actually got or no? I'm trying to remember now. I remember we used to watch that a lot. Yeah, it was one of the first. It wasn't the first one, but it was one of the first ones. Yeah. Like, I never, for me personally, I never watched any of the Kevin Smith movies until my friends took me to see Dogma in the movie theater. And then once I watched them, there were like all these inside jokes that everyone was getting. I'm like, what are you guys laughing at? And then afterwards, my friend told me, oh, you got to go watch Clerks and Mallrats and Chase the Navy. And then I went and that day I went to Blockbuster, I think. Blockbuster, kids, is a place where you used to go and rent movies. <laughs> Not only movies, you used to rent VHS tapes. Yeah. And bring them home, and then you had to take them back to the store. Like a yeah. library. And you better rewind them. <laughs> yeah. Two bucks extra. They charge you two bucks. It's bullshit. And then, I remember I, I just remember. I just remember watching that movie a lot in your room, like way back, and I'd always die when yeah, when Brody at the end is talking, doing the whole um, love show thing, and <laughs> at the very end when they say, "Have you ever thought about being a talk show host?" and he just goes, "Yeah," <laughs> that always gets me. In the, in the credits, it shows uh, that he actually does get the show. Yeah, and then Shannon Doherty's banging on those drums. Clearly, she's never held drumsticks before in her entire life. But yeah, Jason Lee definitely makes that movie. Uh, with, without him, I think it's just some second-rate thing, and probably even Kevin Smith doesn't even really go too much from there. With without him cast as Brody, no, uh, I believe uh, Sven Thorson makes the movie. <laughs> I mean, my, the Rooker, the Rook, uh, as Mister Svenning is great. Oh uh, yeah, he's uh, LaForce. But but the the other characters kind of could have been anybody really, other than Jane Silent Bob. Uh, I mean, this movie actually like hurt Kevin Smith. That's why he had to go back to the indie scene afterwards to do like uh, chasing Amy and stuff. So I don't know if it wasn't well, for Jason, it would have well, made a difference. Maybe, well, let me phrase that. We we wouldn't think of Kevin Smith the same way. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, or definitely the the movie itself. Yeah, um, he was de- Jason Lee definitely made the movie, and he was like that was his first thing he did, right? He was like a skateboarder before that. Yeah. <laughs> And what's funny now is, or I don't even show still on, but Willem, the guy you're talking about, and him have that show, My Name is Earl, 
right? Right, right. They were yeah. both on that one. And, you dumb and, bastard. I don't know. But I think the worst character is the actual uh, – the, the, one of the twins, wasn't it? London twins or whatever? Twins. Jeremy. Oh, yeah. He's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. T.S.? Yeah, T.S. Yeah. Yeah. Even, uh, even, even Jason Lee, you can see a lot of scenes. He's trying to keep a straight face. And a lot of them he can't even do that. Like the, the great um, scene in the opening where he talks about how <laughs> Renee gets pissed off because she's going down on him and he farts. He's, <laughs> he, he squirts a little. <laughs> he's telling the whole story. He's just got this big grin on his face the whole time. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't think that was the way it was intended. I can't, have, I can't help it. When I'm relaxed, I squirt. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Mom frere. Shish the fam. And we can't not talk about the hot... Uh, well, T.S.'s girl in the movie. I forgot her real name. The one from The Rock. Oh, Claire my Lani, God. Yeah. Randy Yes. <laughs> yeah. Big, big Claire Larney fan. Trish Claire the Dish. Larney. Yeah. Let us not forget about... Yeah, Trish the Dish. Trish the Dish. <laughs> but Claire Flaherty is like... She's surfaced on like these like whiskey commercials lately. Yeah, or it's kind of weird to see those. Yeah, with a Russian accent and stuff. Uh, I think it's, yeah. Like, no, no. She doesn't have a Russian accent. She's, she's doing like a hardcore like uh, Irish... That's what I said. Russian. Do you want? Do you want? Do you want a drink, Angus? <laughs> she says she says something about Angus in every one, which which I don't really get. And it's for doers, I think. Uh, I don't know that I've ever had doers scotch. Do Always doers. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, do it, Doug. Oh, something that I just <laughs> yeah. uh, recently learned. You know that little Shannon Doherty bit where I think it was Willem's character. That looks yeah, at her. She, Brenda. She walks by. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess she didn't know that they were going to do that. She didn't know that the guy was going to call her Brenda, and she was like actually pissed. <laughs> I hope that's, that's about right. Yeah, I don't know. That was I, that was pretty funny. Wait, Brenda. <laughs> Isn't she also wearing a Degrassi jacket or something like that? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, and Kevin Smith's a huge fan of Degrassi, and that's like you know it's Ben Affleck like way before he was. Yeah, he's got he's anybody. Got his, his dick from fashionable mail. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's also got a running gag where he's like, "I'm gonna screw it in a very uncomfortable place." Where the back of a Volkswagen? Yeah. yeah. Well, the other running gag, I'll just steal one of mine for later, is the escalator gag. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. kid goes is in. back on the escalator. <laughs> Not a year goes by that you don't read about some kid. <laughs> it's a horrible escalator accident. <laughs> Somebody, I don't care who, has got to take control. And then, like, yeah, an hour later in the movie, you hear, like, it's like, emergency, emergency, a kid's caught in the escalator. <laughs> oh, yeah, because, the, like, the security cops were about to take him away, and then that's what, the bigger emergency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had to run off to. And as you mentioned, your boy shares the same birthday as you. <laughs> yep. The Fours. The Fours. Oh, yeah, Sven Thorson. The Great... Sven Olthorsen. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Oh, yeah, Better known it. as that guy in several movies. <laughs> that guy from Running Man who says, Gas, 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 all steroids. <laughs> it was with all steroids. <laughs> yeah. The co-star of Abraxas Guarding of the Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that movie. You are the co-mater. Jesse Ventura. Uh, <laughs> An incredibly greasy-looking Jesse Ventura. I felt bad for the actress in that movie that had to do the love scene with him. <laughs> uh, he was—he was one of—he was the Russian general or captain or whatever. Gets blown away at the beginning of Predator, 
Uh, no lines there. Red Heat. He's oh, Spindle Thorson was not Jesse Ventura. Oh, he's the he's the boat captain, not boat captain. The boat, uh, the master chief, whatever, on the Russian sub, and on Fred October. <laughs> the master chief was it Halo. Master of the boat or whatever the hell that I don't I don't know the rank. Master of the house. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say that. Damn it. Uh, so yeah, he's a. He was also in another Tom Clancy movie. Yeah, he fights Ben Affleck in the Some of All Figures. Yeah. Oh, I've never seen that movie. He was he was in the movie so that Ben Affleck could have a fight scene. <laughs> <laughs> that dick from Fashionable Male. Yeah. <laughs> Bringing it back. Uh, so so yeah, that's that's Mallrats. Uh, Ma- I know Mallrats. I mean, uh, Clerks came before Mallrats, but those two movies are those the first movies where people actually started talking about like Star Wars or comic book stuff in the movies like that weren't those movies those kind of set the trend for that kind of indie let's talk about pop culture in the movie let's make it a point to talk about pop culture just to talk about pop culture yeah yeah like the one from clerks is classic with the death star employees and stuff and then this one just with him trying to do the mind trick the whole time and jay doing his wolverine his his belt yeah, snooky, snooky, snoy, snoy, snoochy boochies. Who the fuck talks like that? That's like fucking baby talk. Wrong <laughs> movie. That's chasing Amy. Yeah, <laughs> I know that's chasing Amy. Oh, you don't have right. to tell me. Yeah, so. with the uh, clerks, the first time I saw that, you know, all the funny parts. But by the time it ended, I I found the whole movie to actually be really depressing. It, even I think the spoilers. Even the ending where he's just back at work is even more depressing than the alternate ending where the guy comes in and shoots him. Because <laughs> at least then his misery is over. So it's just like the whole black and white thing and they're just stagnating in the shitty New Jersey town working at this crappy place with all these horrible uh, people coming in and out of the store. Hey, Scott, he wasn't even supposed, to, supposed be to be there. He wasn't even supposed to be there. That's yep. the worst part. He wasn't even supposed to be there. It works out in Clerks too. Uh, that's even more. Yeah. No, they're like no, the, real life mates. And more they get... spoilers at the, at the very end. They they play that uh, misery song. Yeah. Uh, social, social social soul asylum. Yes. But yeah, misery. Frustration. <laughs> yeah, it's that's Brian's favorite song. Yeah, I was yeah, say, is. Frustrated Incorporated. Chivas. <laughs> <laughs> You know, they, they've come full circle. You know, they the whole point of two is that they're growing up and moving on, and they wind up exactly where they started. No, but now, now they're they business own owners. It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's depressing to me. Although Dante does end up with Sario Dawson, so it's not all bad for him. And he made out with Kevin Smith's wife. <laughs> yeah, and very uncomfortably, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Smith uh, dragging his wife. Yeah, I want you to to wear these shirts that. Uh, never mind. Anyways, <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Uh, Boobies, nipples. Yeah, there were some nipples. All right, so let's do a crossover here. What is your favorite Kevin Smith movie? I'm going to say Clerks. I like Clerks. Mallrats for me. Yeah, I'm going going Mallrats. I, I had no idea what any of that stuff was about, uh, or what Kevin Smith was about the first time I saw Mallrats and was dying through the whole movie. Yeah. For that exact same reason, mine's Dogma. Because I had never seen anything like that before. Right. And so when I saw Dogma in the movie theater, and I was like, oh my god. But he throws him out of the plane, out of the train, and he says, no ticket. I'm like, <laughs> that's from Indiana Jones! You know, like, I had never seen anything like that before. And then with Jay, when they're, they finally get the whole plan together, and he's like, this is like Star Wars, when we're in that fucked up bar. 
<laughs> I'm Han Solo, you're Chewbacca, and we're in that fucked up car. <laughs> All right. Um, so we done talking about mall rats. Brian, guests go first. All right. My list isn't uh, very good, but I have uh, – Just like the rest of you. <laughs> yeah. From American Pie – um, the whole Stifler's mom's joke, I think... Uh, That's a pretty good one. Yeah, it's the running gag, of course. I think, actually, correct me if I'm wrong, is that where the term MILF was coined? Yep, or no? from I think the that first American Pie movie, yeah. Well, made yeah. public. Made viral or whatever. Yeah, where they hit the con- the mainstream. This is John Cho yeah. and the other white guy. <laughs> yeah, Harold. Yeah, that, that, that's exactly the kind of joke I was thinking of when uh, I set it up last week. Yeah, you know, it's... They're just chanting MILF, and then the whole time he's keep, you know, they keep sh- hinting at, uh, what's that kid's name? Um, Shipbreak. Shipbreak, yeah. <laughs> he always talks about Stifler's mom, and then, of course, at the end, he actually does her. And, uh, yeah, classic movie. And then not only that, they did it in the next, they overplayed that in the next two movies or three Exactly, yeah. So the, yeah. the second movie, he's, he's pining away for her the whole time. <laughs> yeah, and they yes. meet up at the end, and he yeah. calls her by fr- her first name. She tells him to call him to call her Stifler's mom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. But then, American uh, reunion. Anybody have you see that besides me? I have not seen it. <laughs> I've seen American reunion. Yeah, Eugene Levy gets it there, right? Well, yeah, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about uh, the the real punchline to that whole Stifler's mom gets banged by shipwreck joke. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. Spoilers. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, um, Stifler does his mom. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. They're out. They're actually out in the high, on the uh, on the track field, and <laughs> what should we call it? Harold or whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, John Cho. That's when he reunites with the other white guy. Yeah, they just start chanting MILF again, and it's it's pretty funny. Yeah, well, they're banging. Yeah. <laughs> MILF. Yeah. MILF. Look at each other, look at each other going MILF. <laughs> Milf. Yeah. Does, does any anybody notable play the mom there? No, but she is pretty hot. I don't know who it is. No, I think it is somebody, but I I forget who. Yeah. Because she's an older actress, but she still looks pretty good. In the third one, which I think was American Wedding, they're they're at the altar, or yeah, they're at the altar of the best man, and and Stiffer's like, man, uh, shipwreck. I don't know why I don't like you that much. He's like, I fucked your mom <laughs> <laughs> twice. <laughs> Uh, Stifler. That would do it. Yeah. All right. Next on my list, again, I've mentioned this before. Uh, uh, it's Euro Trip, but um, obviously the Scotty doesn't know kind of keeps coming around. But um, the other joke in that is like the whole brother and sister, how they're the uh, they keep <laughs> they keep they're the worst twins ever. Right. They say that a few times throughout the movie, and then of course towards the end they actually end up making out, and then <laughs> he go, they finally go, "You are, you guys actually are the worst twins ever." So I don't know that one. That one always makes me laugh too. You set it up with the big. Uh, you made out with your sister. <laughs> yeah. Fun yeah. fact. <laughs> yeah. Here's a fun, fun fact, fact about Romania. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was. They set up that whole thing with the the horribly. I, I don't think you can call it racist, but offensive thing where a nickel makes them basically millionaires in like a <laughs> yeah. shitty Eastern European country. And they, they go to the nightclub and they all drink the absinthe and then the, the yeah. cream fairy, fat dude, <laughs> flying around. <laughs> this absinthe stuff. is bullshit. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, they wind up making out. My friends, where's the beef? <laughs> <laughs> yes, going nowhere near Berlin. 
All right, another one I have. I don't know if this counts or not. Um, Happy Gilmore, when uh, the kind of the running gag of um, uh, what Chubbs Peterson's his hand. Oh, you stole mine! God damn it! Uh, yeah. <laughs> How you know his? He has the hand bitten off by the alligator or crocodile or whatever, and throughout the whole movie, his hand kind of keeps getting damaged. And um, of course, at the end, spoilers. Uh, Adam Sandler gets him the head of the of the alligator, and of course, that's how he ends up. Uh, Carl Weathers ends up dying, but dude, on the news there was like you know, oh, on the lighter side of news, they they showed like this thing on a on a golf course, and one one guy's like shot, one of the balls actually landed on the back of an alligator. <laughs> right then, I just yelled, "You took Chubbs's hand! <laughs> you got one eye." <laughs> I I can tell you that I, one of the hardest times I've ever laughed is when he has his hand when he finds out he has one hand for the first time and he's pointing it at Happy and his arm is sticking out by like an extra foot Yeah, I thought you want to be a pro material want to make the big bucks and he looks it looks ridiculous yeah by then his hand's like lost finger so it looks like he's always got a permanent shocker going on and he's poking him with it no, this is the first time before. Oh, really? The, the very, very beginning. Because like that, when he first pulls his hand out, and then now I'm standing there, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, sorry about your hand. Don't worry. It's made of oak. Real sturdy. <laughs> your car runs here, over it. Yeah. Here's your thumb <laughs> and your pinky. He puts it back in his hand. And so. then, uh, last but not least, I have the whole pretty much series of Arrested Development. They have several God, running... <laughs> That whole thing is like a running gag. Yeah, the running gag. I mean, you have Buster's hand, you know, the whole Lucille. And Lucille! It's, it's actually, if you, the first time you watch it, you don't get a lot of it. But when you go back and watch it, you start getting way more of the foreshadowing than all that's, that's going to happen. So, uh, the Buster's hand, a whole, <laughs> and the whole um, Tobias, <laughs> Tobias bloat. Blo- what is it? Prematurely yeah, blew, blew myself. Blew myself. The whole like blue There's paint be a on the walls. Way to say that. <laughs> yeah. Even if it means taking a chubby, I will suck it suck up. Suck it up. <laughs> Context. Tobias, you blowhard. You could pretty much pick anything in rest of development. I think they're all they're all good. But anyhow, that's my list. Well, you pretty much stole my list. <laughs> So well, then, what else, what else do you got, Jeff? Yeah, we'll do mine, but can I call for a beer break? Ooh, I like the sound of that. All right, so back from beer break, time for my list. I've already mentioned the Mall Rats escalator scene. Mm-hmm. Brian's already mentioned Arrested Development Buster Hand. Mm-hmm. But I did have one other one from Arrested Development, and it's one of the funniest payoffs ever is the Job... Then Mr. F, one of the Mr. F episodes, I think it's the last one with uh, Charlize Theron, and she has her water, water walker. What's the name of the movie she wants to make? Walk on Water or... I think it's the Water Walker. Water Walker. (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) And the very end of the scene, she she just walks across the pool, and she's actually walking on water. (laughs) And Michael looks over at Job. It's one of your tricks, isn't it, Job? And he goes, nope. (laughs) And then it goes to black. And then it's, you know, on the next week, Rest of Development, it was an illusion. <laughs> Which they play that joke the whole time. But then, out of nowhere, Tobias is, like, caught on fire, and he, so he jumps in the pool. But because oh, yeah. the illusions are, he's just like, oh, God, what's with this magic? Why am I not sinking into the water? <laughs> you just hear it all happening off screen. Oh, God, one of the funniest things ever. 
uh, pretty much I had Happy Gilmore, Chubb's hand, stole that. This other one I have is kind of weak, but I'm going to mention it. It's the Ghostbusters and Crossing the Streams. So they mentioned a couple times earlier in the movie that... <coughs> hey, know, Jeff. Yeah. Tell them about the Twinkie. <laughs> what about the Twinkie? <laughs> I have seen shit that will turn your hair white. Not your hair white, just turn you white. Is that what he says? Yeah, because he's black. That's racist. Said... <laughs> Jeff at Gmail. What? No, it's only funny because he's black. I'll turn you white. It wouldn't make sense if the white man said it. No, that's what he said. I butchered that line. So, yeah, they keep talking. No, Egon keeps saying, don't cross the streams, don't cross the streams. And then at the very end of the movie, the solution is to cross don't the streams. cross stream. the streams, yeah. Like, and then just you said Bill, never to do that. Yeah, Bill Murray's. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait a minute, Egon. You said crossing the streams was bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but there's definite slight chance, possibility it may work. I love this plan. I'm proud to be part of it. Murray, he is the best. And the last one I had, it was just kind of bringing up. Um, Seinfeld. So that's kind of like Arrested Development. They have a bunch of running gags. Um, before I get to the one I want to talk about, I just want to mention Seinfeld actually has the same moment or kind of a similar moment with the, the Mallrats tie-in where George Costanza, is, he comes out of the bathroom with his shirt off because he, apparently he takes dumps without his shirt on. <laughs> and he's mesmerized because the whole time he was looking at one of those paintings in the, uh, in the bathroom. So oh, he, yeah. He comes out, he's like, man, have you seen those 3D art? And then he comes out, he doesn't have a shirt. Why don't you have a shirt on? And one time he was at a cocktail, because the whole time episode, he comes out of Jerry's house like that, and I think Kramer's house, and then later on he comes out of the party, and he's just sitting there, he has like no shirt on, and he just kind of claps his hands and like walks out the door. <laughs> and Mr. Pitt had this, they had that same picture with Mr. Pitt, and he's looking at it the whole time, and he ends up looking like Hitler, because he gets ink on his lip and everything. So, I just thought it was cool synergy there. And then... But the best like tie-in I ever thought in a Seinfeld episode was the marine biologist, <laughs> <laughs> where Kramer's hitting golf balls into the water. He's claiming to be a marine biologist, and the very end of the movie, he's walking down the shore, and he was angry st- that day, my friends. <laughs> the whale stranded, and you just hear out of you, "Is anyone here a marine biologist?" Yeah, and then the scene at the end of the movie where he pulls out the <laughs> yeah the titlius. And Kramer just kind of sinks in his chair. Oh, is that a Titlius? Titlius? Sorry. <laughs> Beavis and Butthead reference right there? Yeah, it was. I, know. I only know how to say it the way Beavis and Butthead say it, not the real way. Um, so, And yeah, was just like what I said with Arrested Villain, Seinfeld, there's tons of those, right? Where they, the whole episode, they'll set it up, and then at the very end, bam. Say Vandalay! Vandalay Industries! You want to be my latex salesman. <laughs> that was on the other night. <laughs> awesome. So, that's my list. So, Alex. I got a, I got a couple. Let's see. The first one that um, I want to talk about is about a very serious Oscar-winning movie. Various awards. Highlander? De- nope. Death Wish 3. Death Wish. Where, you got a Death Wish? You got a Death, death Wish. wish. We're trying. Going to Emmett's Fix It Shop to fix Emmett. <laughs> Where Charles Bronson's character, I forget his name, but he kept mentioning, like. Mr. Wish. <laughs> and Mr. Death Wish is here to see you. <laughs> Scott, damn it, Scott. <laughs> But he kept he keeps saying throughout like most of the movies like 
you know what, I better call my friend Widley. Or Wildy. And like, okay. And then a couple scenes later, don't worry, my friend Wildy will be here soon. And, it's like, and everybody's like, whoa, what the hell? What's he, you know, this guy must be pretty awesome, his friend Wildy. And then finally he's like, oh, my friend Wildy's here, I gotta go pick him up. And he comes back with this, with this like, pretty big box, and he opens it up, and it's a Wildy... Hunter 47 Magnum hand cannon. This thing is gigantic, and it, that's what it was referring to the whole time. It's just this gun, and he just blows people away. It's pretty messy. <laughs> is is three Denzel Washington or Goldblum or Lawrence Fishburne? Neither. Mm. It's, it's the white guy that had, like, the reverse mohawk, <laughs> where he had hair everywhere except right down the middle. Like, he mm. shaved it. I've never seen a Death Wish movie. Yeah, oh, me, man. Me either. You guys should watch at least Death Wish 1. That one's actually really good. But Death Wish 3, man. That Wildy. And the Wildy uh, Hunter also appears in another movie that we uh, mentioned quite a bit on this podcast. If you say loaded weapon, I'm going to kick you in the nuts. Oh, <laughs> Jeff. Where'd he go, Jeff? But yeah, Tim Curry uses that gun in that movie. And loaded weapon? Yeah. God damn it. I hate you, Alex. <laughs> I never said the words loaded or weapon. That was all you, Jeff. God damn it. <laughs> all right. Moving along, one of my other uh, favorite ones is in The Incredibles, where uh, Mr. Incredible is going, it goes over to uh, Edna's to get a new costume, and he's like, oh, how about a cape? That would be, like, awesome. I remember Dinah Guy's look, and Edna's like, no capes, and then she lifts, lists off all the supers that got killed because of the capes. Then the whole movie happens, and then at the very end, again, bringing it back to Mallrats, Jason Lee as a syndrome. He has a cape on his costume, and he gets sucked into the engine of his own airplane, causing it to explode. Superman never died because of a cape. Well, not because he's Superman. That wouldn't have killed him. Batman never died because of a cape. Well, because he's careful. Yeah, Jason Lee, or whatever, Syndrome was not a super. He was uh, just a smart guy that made his stuff. That's yeah. why the cape backfired on him. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, another quick one in the Avengers, Shwarma. Shwarma. It, it mentioned Shwarma, and then it pays off way, you know, after the credits and everything. That's pretty good. It, I, yeah, I love, I love that scene... Mostly because Mark Ruffalo, if, if you watch it again, wait after the credits, and Mark Ruffalo can't keep a straight face for that whole scene. What, whatever was going on there was cracking his shit up. <laughs> he, can, he, he can barely keep it together. Um, so yeah, that's, that was a great little scene at the, the very, very end. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen the trailer for the new um, Captain America movie? Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. I have. It looks looks kind of cool. Yeah, I hated the first one, but this one might be all right. Hail Hydra. Yep. I think the first one was the had kind of a opposite problem in a lot of these movies in that his origin was actually a lot of fun where he's like the scrawny guy and then he's actually, you know, becomes the soldier. When he actually started fighting Hydra's when the movie became not as good for me. Yeah, that's actually I shouldn't say I hated it. Yeah, it it it, it ended poorly. Agreed. Yeah. But like Hydra. we've talked about before, I like origin stories. I know that most people don't, but I really always enjoy the origin story so moving along in uh <laughs> in fight club when you see that scene where you see uh tyler durden working at the movie theater and he says that he splices in like clips of 
porno movies. <laughs> nice. <this> movie, yeah. <laughs> cock. <laughs> and then, like, after the buildings fall, spoilers, after the buildings fall and everything, in the credits, almost right before the credits start rolling, you see yeah. <laughs> a jittery picture of just a giant penis. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I don't remember that. Right, as the Pixies song. That, that whole movie, play, right? though, is is a lot of foreshadowing. You know, like they set it up with the uh, like he he comes banging on the door after the electricity goes out, and Brad Pitt's just naked, but he's got the the yellow rubber glove on. And in the beginning of the movie, you just you just <laughs> laugh because you're like, "What the hell is going on here?" Yeah. But then it all makes sense at the end. You know that you know why he was wearing the glove. <laughs> So and, and you get that throughout the entire movie if you you know you watch it a second time. Mm-hmm. Why was he wearing the yellow glove? Because he I was the one. Because he was the one that was in the basement flipping the the switch on the uh, the breakers. What is the glove gonna do? Keep him from getting electrocuted. It's rubber, bro. Yeah, but he's standing in like a thing of water, right? <laughs> I'm no electrician. <laughs> I just know rubber stops it. No, I know. I know. No, I wizard. Oh, wizard did it. I'm thinking about that scene where they're well, they're you see them both. Obviously, it's only one, but they're both <laughs> down there, and they're like they're standing in water, and they're like trying to flip it really quick. Like that makes a difference. Like that always cracks. <laughs> but they're down there, and they're like trying to flip the fuse. Like, yeah, you're not as fast as electricity. You're gonna die. <laughs> Isn't he also wearing those gloves? When he's banging, what's her name? Yeah, that's that's why it's so funny. The first yeah. Time he's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you want to finish her like, off? No, <laughs> yeah, you want to finish her off? <laughs> I've been fucked like that since grade school. Yeah. <laughs> Is that her first big movie? I don't think so. That's the first thing I remember. Your first big American movie, yeah. So big yeah, American prob- Party. Yeah, so Jeff, you're probably right. Yeah, that's the first time I remember her. Now she's in every Tim Burton movie ever. Mm-hmm. With Johnny Depp. With Johnny Depp. Well, he hasn't... Has he been lately? Uh, he was in... Let's see. What, what was... One of the animation see, ones, Dark right? Shadows. Tim, Tim Burton did... Let's see. There was Alice in Wonderland. They're both in that. Dark Shadows. He was the main guy in that. I didn't see, I didn't see Dark Shadows. Um, did Tim Burton do Dark Shadows? Yeah. Jeez. Uh, okay, the answer is yes, they still do. Frank and the, the title of that movie is Dark Shadows. Of course Tim Burton did it. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Did Danny Elfman do the score? <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to check. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving along. Mm-hmm. Moving call, along. You can call me the derailer this episode. I mm-hmm. love it. Moving on to TV in uh, Always Sunny. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. The uh, M. Night Shyamalan episode where everybody's, you know, trying to get onto his movie. They're all extras, but they want to get into a bigger role. And then you always see Dennis, like... Messing around on his phone, he's like, yeah, I don't care, I don't give a shit. And you also <laughs> see that Frank is always eating these sausages. And at the very end, you find out that Dennis is actually writing a script to present to M. Night Shyamalan. And then he's going to pull up some of the first scenes, but he can't because Frank got his greasy mitts on it. And the grease kind of messed up his phone, <laughs> so he loses the script. Uh, all right. And, uh... <laughs> that was that was the the zombie episode, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that was a good one. It's like this yeah, is a zombie movie. Always Sunny has a lot of them. Always like there's always like Frank always has a gun for some reason that always kind of comes into play too. And you're like, what, what the hell did that gun come from? Anyhow, good. Hey, where'd you get that? <laughs> yeah. Call back. Call back. Let's see. My last two are from uh, video games. Of course. Of course. <laughs> in Portal, Portal 1, 
they keep you know you keep reading about this cake and everything the cake is a lie but if you play through the entire game uh, you actually do see that the cake eh, maybe it's not a lie cake is there yeah that that, that was a fantastic uh, joke that got turned into like, the most obnoxious <laughs> meme of of the last decade pretty much cake mm-hmm. is a lie uh, yeah. yeah i mean it was, it was you know such a brilliant joke but yeah, every, everybody got a hold of that thing and thought they were super clever using it all the time. But, uh, yeah, no, that, that's a good, definitely a good one. I could tell you I went into the kitchen at work one day and there was cake and someone had put a post-it note, the cake is a lie. And it was before I'd seen any of the memes and I was rolling on the ground when I saw that. It was, it was funny for the first couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. What do you think, Brian? I uh, never played it. <laughs> Last video game I played was probably like Link to the Past. It's 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 all right, Brian. Just kidding, you suck. <laughs> Mario Kart. Yeah, I, and I dominated though. I dominated <laughs> Street, Street Fighter Two. Uh, Scott always beat me with uh, Portal Two. They, they they set up a lot of uh, good jokes in that one. In the uh, early, it's like early on. You just cite um, yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I can. Yeah. <sighs> Come on, Scott. Moving along. Yeah, moving myself along. Early on, Glados says some stuff about how they did some reports and nobody likes you. And how does it feel to have no parents? And somehow you're the only test subject to to put on weight at all. And it's like this really mean, like passive aggressive stuff. And spoilers, jump ahead in the game, and Wheatley's taking over. And so he decides he's going to do the same thing, and he just says straight up, "Oh." How's it going, fatty? How's it feel? How's it feel yeah. to be an orphan? <laughs> There's no subtlety. It's just yeah. all blood. Uh, yeah, that that cracked me up. Uh, anyways, and my uh, last one is uh, from a video game, and it's one of my favorites: The Curse of Monkey Island. And this is uh, a very, really good like point-and-click adventure from the old LucasArts Studios. And this one was one that was actually fully 2D animated, and it was done really well. And at the very beginning, Guybrush, he's the main character, gives his girlfriend a ring. But then he's like, uh-oh, I think the ring is cursed. And she gets really pissed off. And she winds up to punch him in the face. But then the curse activates and turns her into a golden statue. And then it's like, oh, crap. And then you go throughout most of the game, like 90% of the game, to gather everything that you need in order to uncurse her. And then when you finally get all the artifacts together and she's uncursed, <laughs> she follows through with them and just punches them straight in the face. Like yeah, after was, hours of gameplay. That was, that was a good gag. Yeah, I was rolling. Uh, talk about that game a lot too. The the El Pollo Diablo. And Gary Coleman was in that and game. And Gary, Gary Coleman's in it too. Yeah. Your, uh, your menu said Galaxy of Prawns. Three prawns is hardly a galaxy. And that's my list. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Let me get into some of mine here. One of my, my all-time favorite just beats in any movie is from The Lost Boys. Uh, I don't know if you guys have... You guys should have seen this, right? Yes. Worms, Michael. You're eating worms. <laughs> so they, they go through all the stuff in, in Santa Carla. Uh, all this crap comes down. And you have all the vampires. And at the very end of the movie, after pretty much everything's been resolved, the grandfather shows up. the The sur- super surly old grandfather shows up, and he says, "the The one thing I could never stomach about living in Santa Carla, all the damn vampires." <laughs> and then the movie ends. <laughs> like the if you brought it up at the very beginning of the movie, like none of the stuff would have ever happened. Everything would have been fine. But he doesn't say anything about it until the very end. I uh, think he was too drunk. Yeah, that, that cracked me up. 
the 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 long joke you know obviously works better in comedy so that's that's most of what I came up with. Futurama has a lot of these. Um, my favorite one that that occurs in just a single episode uh, is the episode where they get the the rebate back from the government and everybody gets a hundred bucks and they all decide how they're going to spend it <laughs> and and Fry decides he's going to drink a cup of coffee a hundred cups of coffee. So all, everybody's got this little side story of what they do with their money. Um, throughout the episode, you see Fry constantly getting cups of coffee, and they keep a tally every time he drinks one. At the very end, they're all at this party, and a fire breaks out, and everybody's going to die. And then Fry's freaking out. By this point, he's just this twitchy mess, and he drinks his 100th cup of coffee. And all of a sudden, he gets this orange glow, and time slows down completely. <laughs> and he's and he saves everybody because he's he's moving so quickly. He's basically become one with the universe after his hundredth cup of coffee. And uh, everybody talks about, oh man, did you see that that orange blur that saved us? And that that, that cracked me up. And then they eat with the bums outside the hobos. Enzoidberg. Uh, Enzoidberg. <laughs> I uh, love that. Simpsons, you know, obviously has a a million running gags uh, throughout that that bridge different episodes. Uh, my my favorite one though might just be when they finally reveal why Homer says Jeebus instead of Jesus. Uh, so you, so you get the save me Jeebus. I think it's the first time he says it, and he says it a bunch of other episodes. And then it's finally revealed that the Bible he had as a kid it was actually a misprinted one, so that every time Jesus showed up, it said Jeebus <laughs> in the Bible. Uh, that, yeah, is that, that, a, is that a relatively new episode? I don't remember that one. That, at had, all. that, that would be a later season for sure. Because yeah, I don't think I, I just, the, the Jeebus thing didn't even start till later season. Or like, yeah, like I want to see even the double digits. I don't know. Maybe Alex will know. Um, I think it was because it was when he was in the, uh, when he got tricked into being a missionary. He's like, what? Don't send me. I don't even believe in Jeebus. Yeah. Save me, Jeebus. <laughs> and then they just stuck with that joke. One of the Simpsons gags that I didn't even realize was a running one until like a couple episodes when I mentioned uh, Lenny. He always gets stuff in his eye. Like it was the pudding. And then even <laughs> the pudding gets in his eye. Even before that, when in, the, in the Olympics episode, Homer pops oh. up the spring and that gets into his eye along with uh, Moe. <laughs> Is that why he invents the um, those goggles? Thanks to my Omni gogs. No, he doesn't invent that because <laughs> the, the, the the guy's like presenting his Omni gogs, <laughs> and then Lenny's there with an eye patch. A little late for Lenny. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. There's so. a ton of them in the Simpsons, but the whole I mean, this again going back to kind of dating ourselves or the, um, Bart calling the bar, you know, is Seymour butts there? Like, who does that anymore? Who calls a location looking for someone rather than just calling their cell phone, right? Like, yeah. and how many episodes, does he still do that? I'm I was guessing just ask that. Yeah. Probably still does. But the favorite one of that is when they, when Homer does it. Uh, I'm looking oh. for, oh, yeah. I'm ugly and my butt <laughs> smells and I like to kiss my own butt. No, that that one's from the Halloween episode. Yeah, that's that when Bart okay. is a god or whatever. But the one where Homer does it, <laughs> it's like he says some name and then Mo doesn't get it. He's like, what? You're something or other. And Homer's like, what? How dare you call me that? <laughs> it like gets turned around on him. And then the one that backfires on Bart when he asks for huge ass. <laughs> Hello, I'm actually... huge ass. Uh, I'm going to level with you here. It's kind of a prank that's gone wrong, so I'm going to bail out. <laughs> All right. What a nice young man. <laughs> uh, like, and Ned Flanders is a huge wang. 
<laughs> oh yeah, he's super ripped and he's got a huge wing. That's yeah, a, that's a good running gag too. He's taking a shower and they blur it out and the blur goes all the way down to his ankles. <laughs> Feels like I'm wearing nothing at all. Nothing at all. Stupid sexy Flanders. So, so other uh, great comedies. Uh, uh, Naked Gun two and a half had had a joke that paid off at the end that cracked me up. Uh, early on, well, about that about at the halfway point. Uh, Frank Drebin takes over a police tank for no reason <laughs> to crash into this house, and he loses control of the tank, crashes into the zoo, releasing all kinds of animals. And you see, like, throughout the rest of the movie, there's a couple of news stories and stuff in the background about these animals running loose in the city. Uh, you get to the final climax, the main villain, Habsburg, played by Robert Goulet. Goulet! 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 Goulet. Goulet. Uh, gets knocked off the building, but he lands on this uh, awning in front of the hotel that they're at, and he bounces off at it safely, and he gets up and he kind of straightens his bow tie, and this lion comes out of nowhere and just mauls the shit out of him. <laughs> that was uh, awesome. <laughs> and then, then, of course, the, the look on Drevin's face, because <laughs> he knows he's the one that let the lion out. Uh, uh, that, that's gold. Speaking of another Leslie Nielsen movie, um, Airplane, Lloyd Bridges' character is the, the head air traffic controller, McCroskey. <laughs> that's a running gag through the entire movie where the, the camera just kind of zooms on him and he says I picked a hell of a week to quit smoking and then it's I, I, I picked a hell of a week to quit drinking and by the end he's like I picked a hell of a week to stop sniffing glue <laughs> he's kind of, yeah <laughs> and then and the one, like so stoned that his like hair standing straight up um, that, that cracks me up I know that's one of our uh, buddies uh, Romero's favorite gag let's see uh Spaceballs, the whole kind of hand-waving of the Schwartz, where Yogurt gives Lone Star the ring, and then, you know, he's supposed to have the Schwartz after that. He gets the ring taken away by being outsmarted because good is dumb. <laughs> so he's, he's talking with, with Yogurt. It's kind of this uh, telepathic thing. And he tells him, no, the Schwartz was inside you the whole time. Yeah, I thought that thing had a Cracker Jack box. Uh, I lost the ring. Look at the ring. I found the Cracker I think, yeah, I found it in a Cracker Jack box, and you know the whole time the Schwartz was actually inside of him. That doesn't count, Scott. That was weak. That's a good one. I didn't like, I didn't like Scott's one. I don't like this one, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick! <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> Orgasmo had the, the gag about the hamster style. Uh, if anybody listening out there hasn't seen Orgasmo, I recommend it. Yeah. I don't think I want to do hamster style anymore, Dad. Okay. Uh, go to the next one because Alex ruined two in a row for me. <laughs> That's true. We should, always, we should always spoil Alex's jokes, too, because he has them for everybody else. Alex, you're a piece of shit. All right, go, Scott. Well, Brian took all of yours this week, so shut up. No, as we're talking about him, you you finish the sentences for us. What? Just stop doing it. <laughs> no. Okay. By the way, I'm watching wacky Japanese commercials while you guys do this. <laughs> go. You're whacking off the Japanese commercials? Sounds Maybe. Right. Some of these girls are hot. Hey. Uh, well, t- toss out right a video game, because Alex did. Nude. The oh, Mass God. Effect series... <laughs> Has has a lot of you're missing out, Jeff and True. Brian. Yeah. Uh, the Mass Effect series has a lot of these little side characters that you can interact with, and it actually carries over from game to game. It'll it'll save your choices. And there's this really obnoxious reporter that gets in your face in the first game, and you have the option to to being a jerk to her through all three 
games. And the second one, you can actually punch her in the face. And there's actually some DLC where there's videos of her in the background, like getting beat up by other people because she's always in people's faces. By the third game, you have the option to, to punch her out again. Only this time she's ready for you, and as a player, you're not uh, you're not expecting it. So you you get these quick time actions, and you hit the button to punch her in the face. Except she jukes this time and drops you like a bad habit, and it's it's pretty hilarious. Um, so if you do it all correctly, though, you lay her out for a third time. Actually, yeah, you, if, you, if you're ready for it. But but if you just push the button and just wait for it, you you're not ready for the. But I think that was the point. That was pretty clever. Yeah, uh, that was pretty awesome. design there. But uh, you can you can punch her in the first one if. But you, I think you have to play a female you, character. Shut up! What? I don't know. It's because you're missing out. Yeah. I'm missing out. Jealous. <laughs> you're jealous. <laughs> okay, just just a couple more here. Star Trek: The Next Generation. Get real deep into the to the pop culture here. It's it's not so much a joke that ever really has a payoff, but. I, there's this video online, and I never realized this, and I've, I've seen most of the series. Worf is constantly getting rejected. There's this, like, 15-minute-long video of every time they come across some hostile alien or some bad situation, Worf always chimes in with, we should raise our shields, or we should go to Red Alert, or we should uh, form a boarding party, to which whoever is there, whether it's Picard or Riker, they always just say no. It's 15 minutes of everybody just being a total asshole to Worf. Like, nobody ever agrees with him. And then there's the other video where he's getting his ass kicked by everybody because he's supposed to be the, the strongest guy on the ship. So to show when they have, like, some badass alien aboard, he's always the one that gets, you know, his face pushed in. So anyway, anybody that, that likes uh, Star Trek, you can look up either video. Uh, the, the Worf getting rejected in one of those is pretty hilarious. Um, and then finally... Wait, wait, wait. Uh, Star Trek doesn't... Isn't there an also the running joke of uh, I, don't, I don't watch Star Trek too much, too often, but the guy who says I'm a doctor, not a pool man, or whoever isn't that like in every episode? <laughs> in the original series, yeah, you had you had Bones, Bones, yeah, um, he would always say like he's dead, dead Jim. Yeah, that, he would say he's dead Jim, or I'm I'm this, and I'm not a doctor. And that was, uh, or I'm a, I'm a doctor, not insert this here. Yeah, yeah. So that that definitely became a meme. Uh, Damn it, Jim! I'm a doctor, not a fluffer. That happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and finally, uh, talking about Archer. Archer. I, know, I know Alex has seen at least some. I know Jeff's almost caught up. Brian, you should watch the show. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know if you're going to get the your better half into it, but uh, who knows? This one has uh, a ton of running gags, also, uh, as for the par with animated shows. Um, but I think my favorite one, though, is just the guy who gets shot every time something happens in the ISIS offices. That that always cracks me up. There's this, this little side character whose whole purpose is just to get hit by stray bullets. <laughs> and and the, the funniest part is that nobody ever seems to care either. He's just this guy. He's, I don't, they never really explain what he does around the office. He just he just takes stray bullets. Um, that always cracks me up. So so yeah, that'll be around my list. I uh, I don't. Get the balls out of your mouth. Yeah, yeah. So I know Jeff likes the. Yep. It always gets played on Archer. Yep. Nope. <laughs> Lana. 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 What? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> and the, the. Oh, my my other favorite one is the. The running gag about his answer, his voicemail. Yeah, that's a good one. And like, I think the last episode that I saw, 
He is answered. He has answered the phone, and they don't believe it's him. And they keep yeah. testing it, and they're trying to save someone's life, but they have to. Pretend, they're trying to figure out if it's really his answering machine or if it's him talking. That was a good payoff. And, on that and, one. and he does like all kinds of dick things too. Or, like he blows an air horn into his phone. Yeah, <laughs> like twice. Okay, so yeah, that'll end my list with Archer. Ah, about time. <sighs> all right. Dicks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Anybody else have anything before we move on to the news? What kind of news? It's time for Neum News. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Brian, Brian doing it this week. <laughs> yeah, he's a fan. So as far as news, I guess the biggest news this week, I think most of you guys have heard it, but they announced the casting of Lex Luthor and Alfred in the new Superman Batman movie is Jesse Eisenberg and... Jeremy Who's Irons. Jeremy Irons. I almost said Simon Says. <laughs> Heisenberg? Not Eisenberg. Heisenberg. I know that was a joke because they said that Crane was going to do it. Yeah. And then like, the, there's a bunch of memes out there. I said Heisenberg, not Eisenberg. <laughs> but I don't know. What do you guys think about the casting decision? I mean, I think it'll be all right. If you think of like his social yeah, network he's, he, you can, stuff. You can clearly play an evil dick. Yeah. So that that'll work, and I think he'll look kind of creepy with the the shaved head. So so it'll work. And in, and the guy playing Superman, uh, Henry Cavill. Yeah, something. Uh, he's he's a young guy. He's probably the youngest of the Superman in the live action ones. So to have a young looking Lex Luthor kind of makes sense, I guess. Although I am disappointed that it's not going to be the Rock. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Good. And Jeremy Irons, I mean, I just hope he goes, got to home shape catch all, Mr. Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> I found you, Mr. Wayne. I got to home shape catch all. Eating a hard-boiled egg or what? Yeah, eating a hard-boiled egg. <laughs> well, he's fixing Bruce Wayne's dinner. I actually, <laughs> well, he's Alfred, so he's going to be making him dinner and then. Yeah, it's true. But he's eating the eggs as he's bringing it up to him. He's actually eating the eggs that he made for Bruce Wayne. Like, sorry, I forgot to turn, forgot to turn the battle ring off. Sorry. <laughs> so I was hearing that people are now thinking or guessing that this movie is actually going to be the Justice League movie. There's like these rumors going around, and they postponed it. It's no longer coming out in the summer of 2015. It's been moved at least six months. To the Christmas season. Well, they were already cramming like Wonder Woman and all these other freaking superheroes in there, so it might as well just be the. Was, wasn't there like news movie. about uh, the Green Lantern being thrown in there? Yeah, there yeah. could be. I haven't heard that, but there could be. So that's why all this speculation is out. Oh, they're just going to make. They're just going to start out with the Justice League and then do the spinoffs from there. I don't know. It's all speculation at this point. But that'd if, be interesting. If you look at it from the the point of view of the studio that just wants to make money, I think it would be Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're going to want that movie out sooner rather than later. So that that makes sense from that standpoint, especially if it's going to be in the holiday season. Although the summer is also the big blockbuster season, so it works. Yeah, I just way. think they're running out of time to get it done by that. But I don't know. I mean, if you look at the way Marvel did it, they kind of set up with Iron Man. They set up all the movies and then had the Avengers as opposed to just starting yeah. with it. I, but I, I think not ever see anything like that again. Like to for For the studio to just kind of let them do their thing with that. For so many movies, just to set up the one big tentpole movie. Mm-hmm. Why not? I mean, hopefully, all those hopefully. movies made the shitload of money, and then that one made even a shitload. Right, but the problem is, is like someone like Warner Brothers or Fox is going to come along and fuck up the Spider-Man with the Rogues Gallery thing or whatever, the Sinister Six, Bruh. and it's going to yeah. be a huge 
it's going to bomb or it's just not going to make as much money as they needed it to. And they're going to get gun shy with it. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I, I guess, I guess you're right, Jeff. We'll, we'll, we'll probably will see some of it. It's just not going to be good necessarily. Cause yeah. they're not going to let it breathe the way they did with the Marvel one. Yeah. I mean, I mean, DC hasn't done anything good lately. If you ask me, I mean, I guess the, the Batman movies were good, but the last Superman or man of steel was bad. And no, it wasn't. Yes, it, was, it, was it was okay. Bad. It was a good movie. I don't think it was bad. It had some problems, but compared to Iron Man and Avengers and Dark Knight, it was yeah. bad. Compared yeah. to Fantastic Four, yeah, it was good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that's in the list too, right? Another one of those. Well, yeah, they have to make them or they lose the rights, right? Isn't that yeah. the thing where Fox and will Same lose the rights? That, that's yeah, funny. yeah, yep. Fox and X Men, X Men, Spider Man, and. Fantastic Four. Quick, let's put out a shitty movie so we can keep the rights of making more shitty movies. Yeah. The last Ugh. Wolverine wasn't horrible. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. So maybe that's a good sign? <laughs> if the best thing you can say is that it wasn't horrible, <laughs> it's not a good sign. You, you know what they say, the, the best way to find happiness is to have no expect or to have low expectations. Yeah. So. so. And the other, other news item I have is not, I don't know if it's news, but... So I guess it's kind of appropriate since we talked about Mallrats. Um, I've been listening to the um, the Fat Man on Batman podcast. So if you guys <laughs> out there don't listen to it, you should listen to it. It's one of Kevin Smith's podcasts where he just talks about Batman. And he has different guests from original, um, you know, like the Jim Lee artists and then Mark, Mark Hamill who does the Joker voice and all these different people. And this one guy he had on is trying to promote – and I never knew this is a uh, the guy Brian Finger. Have you guys ever heard of this guy? Nope. So he's basically the creator of Batman. Everyone knows that like Bob Kane is the official creator, but apparently Bob Kane just said, "Okay, I want to create a guy called Batman," and he kind of looks like this. And this guy Brian Finger went and you know named him Bruce Wayne, made him a detective, named him the Dark Knight, invented. The Riddler invented the Joker. I mean, everything you know about Batman, this guy invented, and he gets no credit at all. I mean, he can't, they, he's buried in an unmarked tomb because he didn't have enough money for his funeral and stuff like that. Oh, man, that sucks. Yeah, and so there's this kind of petition this guy's kind of starting to try to go out there and get him his, uh, his just due, I guess. And he has like a, a granddaughter out there somewhere, and they're trying to see if this guy can get some something out of it because this guy pretty much did all the work and he gets no credit for it. So that, that seems to be a common tale with the the older comic book creators. Yeah, yeah, they're well, was... dicks. So on another episode of Batman on Batman, they were talking about the the creators of Superman, Schuster and um, Siegel. Simon, <laughs> Simon and Simon, and how <laughs> this guy they finally got their credit in like '77, and between when they created it in like '70 in the late '70s when the movie came out. They had lost all rights to Superman. Their name wasn't even like on the comic books or anything anymore. And they're just telling these sad stories about how they were had no money. This one guy, he asked him if he there was a Broadway play or something about Superman. And the president at the time, I don't know who the president would have been. There was in this, it might have been Kennedy or something. The mayor, everybody's going to see it, and he's like, "Yeah, I heard all this stuff." It was great. People are going to see my stuff. And then the guy asked him, like, well, what did you think of it? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I can't afford a ticket to see it. Like, oh. That's how much these guys got dicked around, right? And then finally they started this petition and Warner Brothers put them on a salary and stuff. But only after people, like, 
valley behind them and all that. So, if you like superheroes, I like superheroes. I don't really like comic books that much, but if you do like that stuff, I would uh, just want to kind of put out there: go listen to that podcast. It's way better than ours. <laughs> no, it isn't. Shut up. <laughs> no, it is. Fat Man on Batman. Check it out. Kevin Smith kind of ties in with this whole uh, episode we're doing. So but that's the news I got. Um, Scott, news. Uh, so, uh, Brian brought this up, uh, before we started Sochi, <laughs> the Winter Olympics are, I guess the official, I think, do they start today or tomorrow? Well, they start on uh, the 7th. Right. And then they have the opening ceremonies, but, uh, the, the press has already showed up and <laughs> they were not ready for the press. There's, uh, if, if you go to the New York post, um, you can see this, uh, pretty funny article about all these reporters tweeting about the conditions there. Uh, this one lady. They have the uh, internet there. Barely. They oh, okay. the people tweeting say that like the the hotels do not have internet access. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they, they said they showed up. Um, they were still working on building the rooms that they were supposed to be booked in. Um, this, this one lady said they were told she was told at the front desk not to use the water, not to drink the water, not to put it on her face. Like, not oh, not just not drink it, but like. Don't put it like anywhere near your eyes, basically. And yep. there's pictures of the water and some glasses, and it's just this weird brownish golden color. Like even even the the Mexico waters like yeah, would gonna, stay away from it. I was gonna say, yeah, the, yeah. There's no hot water. There's pictures of these rooms where they don't even have the curtain rods up. Stories about the the guy couldn't use the elevator, so he walked up the flight of stairs, but the fire door which led to his hall. On like the third floor was locked, so <laughs> that seems safe. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, Doorknobs coming off the first time they used them. Uh, the, there was one picture of the uh, the bathroom where there was a sign that said that uh, you couldn't flush anything down the toilet other than liquids. Please yeah. use uh, receptacle for all the toilet paper. And there was like a little bin set to the side to no, that is throw all the shitty toilet paper in. Um, some some guy from CNN complained to the head guy, uh, I can't remember his name, but it's super Russian, about like, hey, we you know we need our rooms. It was basically his tweet, and the guy said, oh, you, I think all you really need is to to turn around and look at the mountains, like not, not addressing any of the problems of the town. Um, so I mean, hopefully they got their act together with the rest of it, the important stuff, like I. A few months from now, I don't think anybody's going to really care too much that the reporters had a hard time, although it's kind of silly that they, they spent something like $51 billion and they still don't have these hotels ready. You know, Russia can afford this stuff. But uh, hopefully, yeah, the the two important things, like where all the facilities are in the Athletes' Village are up to snuff. Um, and everything else could be okay. But yeah, there's there's also a lot of news stories about like heightened terrorism alert. A lot of it is kind of sensationalism. Um, some yellow journal- journalism there, but um, there, there are some major concerns about the safety of everybody, and it doesn't really bode well when they can't even, you know, build doors there that have working doorknobs. So we'll we'll see. Um, hopefully, the Olympics go off well, though. They probably yeah. didn't hire the Mexicans from Home Depot over it. <laughs> they probably did not. They should have. <laughs> did you hear? So this is a little darker news, but related to the Olympics about the whole stray dog situation over there. That was part of the tweets was that there was a bunch of stray dogs around. But anyways, go ahead. Sorry. No, yeah. So apparently Sochi has a huge stray dog problem, and they've pretty much contracted some company to pretty much go around and start killing all of them to make the problem go away. 
It's very sad. And uh, yeah, start playing this. The uh, <laughs> what's her name's music? I want to say Susan Sarandon. It's not Susan Sarandon. Oh, oh. the yeah. Sally Fields of an angel. angel. Tori Amos. Tori. Sarah McLaughlin. Sarah McLaughlin. Whatever. <laughs> Scott would know. Would love her. Garbage. I'm just saying she's a very talented musician. She anyway, loves showing videos of puppies being beaten. <laughs> she's an advocate for puppies. <laughs> Serio. But yeah, I'm going to piggyback on your news, uh, Scott, and uh, the Jamaican bobsled team is not having fun times right now. Did they actually make it? Oh, yeah. No, they qualified and they made it and everything, but their luggage and their equipment didn't make it to Sochi. <laughs> yeah, the two-man bobsled that they're supposed to use for practice and stuff it hasn't made it to Sochi yet. Well, they, they were having a very difficult time getting the funding together. I know. So, so they are able to qualify somehow. Like somebody must have lent them a bobsled. But they, yeah. No, they, I mean, they, they, they money for the stuff. It's kind of sad. They qualified, like, uh, when they did competitions, you know, in the U.S. or somewhere else and stuff. Of course, not in Jamaica. But when they finally got the money together to go to Sochi and everything and compete, they flew over there, but none of their stuff showed up. They got there. Hey, Scott, did their ganja get there on time? <laughs> so, there's this, uh, hey, there's this skier from, from Mexico. You heard about this guy, Alex? Yeah, the king or whatever? The prince. The prince. Ooh, yeah. prince? Yeah. yeah, he's a downhill slalom skier. I'm not sure, but he's, he's like 55, and he's from Mexico. And he he's goes gonna, every year. He's going he's gonna to participate in these Olympics. Dude, that's probably my More dad. power to him. Viva la Mexico. Viva la Raza. Prince Luis. But yeah, he's the prince and he's fifty five. Only a sledge. Yo quiero leche. Yeah, yo quiero leche, sorry. Uh, <laughs> el queso y viejo y potrero. Donde <laughs> está el senator? <laughs> my, yeah, all Olympics news today, huh? Yeah, I got nothing. I- I had Batman news. No, that's true. He's better than the Olympics. He's trying to be global. I was going to say, but we did have, um, we were topical. Because remember how in the Hank Scorpio episode, he mentioned that Homer owned the Denver Broncos and he was disappointed? Yes. Oh, yeah. He knew what he was was talking about. Yeah. The Denver Broncos. Yeah. There there was uh, was some, some good... Internet to be had out of that. Uh, mostly, if you just watch, if you watch the game uh, by the third quarter, Peyton Manning looked, Peyton Manning looked like he was going to murder somebody. Yeah, um, it was pretty good. Oh, uh, what's his face? Who's the patron saint of uh, Colorado? What's his face? Jebediah. No, Spring- Jebediah Springfield. John Elway. He's the patron saint of Colorado. <laughs> well, of Denver at least. Alex loves sports. He doesn't care. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But John Elway looked like he was about the super Superman eye beam, like the whole field when they yeah. showed shots of him and stuff. He was not yeah. happy. There were not a lot of happy happy campers. Eli anyway. Manning looking pretty good right about now. All right, it sounds like we're done with the news. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Alex is talking sports, so I think we've officially gone too long. <laughs> Tapped out. So, um, all right, that's it. It with this episode, Alex. What are we going to be talking about next week? This is a scene that is very near and dear to my heart because it's it at least in every guy's you know life we always remember this you know one scene. And for me, 
It was from the movie Purple Rain, starring Prince. Purple Rain. Purple Rain. And uh, they, it was when he and I think the actress's name was Apollonia, and so was her character's name. And they were at this lake, and she strips down naked and jumps into the lake. And that was the first time I ever saw boobies on screen. <laughs> All right, that perfectly. It's Valentine's Day, so that'll go it perfect is, yeah. with that. <laughs> A magic episode for all the ladies listening out there. <laughs> see, I would be interested to see to hear if there is like a lady equivalent to that because I know every dude remembers the first movie they saw boobies in, but dudes, dudes don't dudes don't hang dong that often though. Yeah, that's true. Sport, no one a, little, that. sport a little neck. All right, <laughs> a little ankle. <laughs> all right, I'd like to thank everyone for listening this week. Um, <laughs> what an exit. <laughs> Wow. Uh, thanks for joining us this week, Brian. Thank you for having me. It was Brian. Thank you. And, hey, it's uh, me, Brian. <laughs> and uh, that's it. Remember to go to Twitter and Facebook and all that crap. See you next week. Stitcher. I talked I talk to him. He. Oh, left to Williams, too? Yeah. That guy's still around? Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's still alive. He's a dick. You yeah, say she... that about every Williams. Oh, never mind. I was thinking of Colin. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to put that as the end of the episode now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was trying to think of the douche who did the car bomb in your in Scott's house. He goes, not my house, bro. I just got freaking whiskey and Baileys all over the place. I thought that was Williams, but it wasn't. Uh, nope. Fucking Colin. <laughs> <laughs> Colin at gmail.com. Yeah.